1: Hi, this is Tony Cotty,
2: and you're listening to the We Are West Ham podcast. You are listening to the We Are West Ham podcast with me, Will Pugh, my friend, James Jones. And it is a very glum, gloomy and miserable new year to all of you from your football team. West Ham United, struggling in the Premier League, level on points with those in the relegation zone, precariously hovering just one place above the drop in 17th position after Nottingham Forest somehow managed to draw with Chelsea. West Ham not looking good. Jonesy, defeat to Brentford at home after a Boxing Day defeat at Arsenal. The first one... Not so much disgrace in it. I know lots of people are annoyed with the manner of the collapse in the second half after being undeservedly 1-0 up at half-time. But I think it's that home defeat to the Bees that particularly rankles with everyone. Even the more calm-minded, uh, relatively pragmatic West Ham fans, Jonesy, I think are now genuinely considering the prospect that it might be better for David Moyes to move on. It's only been two games since the break. Me and you both said we need to have a big, big return. Some stories coming out of the club this week suggesting that there's no intention at board level to let Moyes move on or move Moyes on at this stage. I'm assuming that's changed for you. You've got the same resigned, grumpy, miserable look In your face, (laughs) as I have. Um, So, yeah, I mean, we we did say we were going to do a podcast last week. Apologies for not being able to crowbar that one in. It was a little bit of a busy time for both me and James. Uh, The amount of opposition views or the availability of opposition views over that Christmas period was pretty slim. So, uh, yeah, we're doing one today. Double look back. Double look ahead for you. It's the 2nd of January. And it's not looking too good for West Ham United in stark contrast, Jonesy, to the turn of the year last year. Oh, uh,
1: um, start. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Last...
2: Happy new year, James. How are you? And all that as well. Uh,
1: I'm all right, mate. Yeah. Happy new or year. Miserable new year. To, yeah. To you and to all the listeners. Um, hope it was a, it was a good one. Um, apart from the fact that West Ham is still incredibly rubbish <laughs> and yeah, I you're right. Boxing, day wasn't that much of a surprise. Um, but it opened my eyes a little bit. And you and I have both been like, "No, it's not the right time to sack him. Let's stick with him a little bit longer. See if he can find a way of turning things around." But even though losing to Arsenal at the Emirates wasn't that much of a surprise, it made me think. I don't. I don't see a future. With David Moyes anymore, I, I genuinely don't. Oh my god, um, that's how like you're breaking up with him. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing because we've spoken so many times about how, how much, how many great memories he's given us, and we had that great night in Leon beating Seville last year, and finishing sixth and seventh on the back of going into COVID just above the relegation zone, and we didn't see it all coming. And those two years were so good so special and then oh. it just seems like it's just going to end in tears um and I just don't see he had six weeks to work out how to try how to beat Arsenal and it didn't get didn't get anywhere near it um, I, I know it's Arsenal I know it's yeah. Arsenal but we, we, we spoke a lot didn't we we spoke a lot about it's the perfect time for the break for us worst time for Arsenal um we on didn't we, before? And it, he was like, I don't know what Arsenal's going to turn up. We didn't know what West Ham was going to turn up. But there was a feeling that, you know, we've had six weeks to really try and sort something out, find a system that works. And it was just like, I, I tweeted after, and I got, you know, 99% of people people um, agreed with me on Twitter, barring one or two. So, but, per, 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 perhaps the first time in first history. First time ever, yeah. yeah. And I was just like, <laughs> it, it was... It's so boring. This West Ham team is so boring to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, And it's painfully boring. And that's what we got on Boxing Day. It was just boring. Mm. And it's a complete contrast to what we've seen in the previous two years under Moore's. I just sat
2: and wrapped up my late presents. There were some presents I hadn't wrapped up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because I knew I wasn't seeing the people until like the 28th or the 29th. Oh, fair enough. Um, My dad was like, oh, the footy's on. And I was like, oh, yeah, and just went and got something else to do to distract me from it. This is a perfect opportunity to wrap presents so I don't have to watch the game too intently and get fed up and annoyed. That's far better than
1: my experience. I watched it. um, I was was up in Barry St Edmunds for Christmas at Lucy's sister's house Mm. with the family. And they're really close with the neighbours. The neighbours are a Palace fan. So I uh, watched it around there with um, my brother-in-law's mate, who's big Arsenal, uh, my father-in-law, who's also Arsenal, um, and arguably the most painful experience of my life.
2: Yeah, honestly. Um, I, had, I had
1: like 20 minutes of like getting one over him because we were one new up and he was like, yeah. Why would you do, do that. that
2: though? Honestly, and then... my dad went mental when we scored and I was like, what on earth are you doing? Like, know, unless it's that, unless, unless going that going in, in the era, ninety it. plus four minutes, yeah, like, yeah. he's like going around the lounge. Yes, get in there. Yes. Or, or was it?
1: Or was it just I the surprise like, that right. ben Rama actually scored? Scored? He scored the penalty because when he stepped up, I thought, oh god. And I think I tweeted, I tweeted uh, you as well.
2: I don't know if you saw it. You probably didn't. I had a, I'd, I I I didn't tweet to tell her the world about it, but I had a Twitter hiatus over Christmas. Like, yeah, so fair I just enough. Logged out the app for well, until I did, yesterday, I think. But I did, so I did see it only yesterday. Yeah.
1: Yes, I can't remember exactly what it said, but it's something like that. You're in two minds. You're happy that we score, but uh, unhappy that it was Ben Rahman that did it. <laughs> but yeah, I was. Yeah, I mean, I wish I'd done it wrapping like presents instead of watching it with two Arsenal fans and a Palace fan. But. Mm. Um, yeah, but then you're right. Brentford was just—I oh, don't even know what to say about Brentford.
2: No, and I think I think that's the one to be honest, mate. For me, like the—it's funny actually. We did me and Dad did exactly the same. We'd gone round um, my cousin's house for Boxing Day, um, and loads of like so. My cousin's husband, um, both my cousin's husbands actually, uh, them two support Arsenal. A couple of little kids that they've got. Um, who one of them is heroically supporting West Ham. He's only like eight, nine, this kid, and he's heroically supporting West Ham, despite his overbearing dad uh, trying to make him support Arsenal. Um, The other one, not so much. So we had a little battle of uh, Harry versus Ellis, um, about six years old against nine. Uh, One screaming, uh, West Ham, get battered everywhere they go. Um, <laughs> with uh, two Ellis who was screaming, West Ham are massive everywhere they go, back to him. Uh, I put a video on my um, Instagram, actually, of them uh, smashing each other with pillows just before the game, saying West Ham and Arsenal Ultra is kicking off. <laughs> um, but honestly, yeah, that's like a problem. One of my uncles was there, he's Arsenal as well. Um, and big old household, and it was just me and dad. And he was like, oh, what do you reckon then? Do, do you watch a football? Well, I was like, oh, should we watch a football here? Like, you know, cousins we don't see much, certainly never really watch football with them. Um, so, oh, you know, West Ham Arsenal's good opportunity. And he just looked at me, he was like, "Well, come on. Like, do you want to be here when we lose 4-1? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, nah, fair enough. And that was about when we said our goodbyes <laughs> and toddled off to watch it at home. But uh, no, I, I, I do feel you, mate, I do feel you. Right, well, um, we've got a lot coming up on the show. This week, we'll look back to the Arsenal game and Brentford in a little bit more detail uh, for looking ahead to the Leeds game in the league and the Brentford game in the cup. As I say, apologies, um, sort of having a little bit of a struggle with opposition views uh, over the last week or so. We're hoping to have some with you for this week's show, It should be good. Um, James, we will move on all that don't forget you can follow us at we are westam sorry we are underscore westam on twitter james at by james jones i'm at william pew underscore on instagram at we are westam pod search we are westam podcast on youtube Uh, And Facebook, if you so wish. Definitely on the YouTube, uh, the YouTube channels. worth for watch, growing slowly and steadily, thanks very much to James, or thanks to James Jones's superb uh, curation of uh, the clips from this week, uh, from each and every week, in fact. Uh, So go over We Are West Ham podcast on YouTube if you fancy it. And you can buy us a pint, a New Year's pint, a Christmas pint, a... um, Sorry that West Ham are so rubbish. Pint, cheer up, boys. Please keep going. Pint, if you so wish, at buymeacoffee.com slash we are West Ham. If ever there was a time uh, where West Ham fans all around the world need a drink or two, it is now. So if you fancy buying a pint, for me and Jonesy, you can do that there. That's buymeacoffee.com slash we are West Ham. So we have got all that coming up. Jonesy, I haven't really, obviously, we launched straight into West Ham because it's so grim, At the moment, but how was your festive period, your new year? You strike me, right, as the sort of bloke who flipping loves the new year, right? You love a, um, obviously, you absolutely smashed it with uh, your your reinventing the dad bod um, weight loss campaign before the new year. Uh, I told everyone on here how good you looked. Um, I did also say beware. I issued a, uh, what's it called, a graphic content warning. <laughs> um before they went and had a look at your Instagram <laughs> to see the before and after shot so you've sort of already done your new year new me about three months ago a little bit prematurely but I love new year right uh, I love Christmas as well but new year I, I just love it I like reflected looking back on the year sort of taking stock and and putting no not I don't have like you know hardcore resolutions or anything like that but I like to set some loose, um, like large scale goals, just to give my life a bit of structure, so I know roughly what I'm sort of trying to aim and aim for uh, across the year. You strike me as a sort of bloke who'd absolutely lap up New Year's Eve and the chance to reset some uh, some goals or or whatever, or just put a new uh, couple of new slogans up on your uh, on the walls of your flat, or get a couple of new slogan tattoos lined up or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean.
1: I love I love New Year for for that very reason. I don't I don't like it for the whole like overrated going out and queuing up for four days <laughs> and to the and stuff. And Halloween,
2: Jonesy's that. back. Yeah, I
1: haven't done that for a while. To be fair, we obviously we had family, so we had that few drinks at home. Um, but from a from a, a personal point of view, yeah, you're right. I do. I, I spend um, I spend the time between Christmas and New Year really like just assessing how the year's gone. What I want next year to look like, yeah. um, and I've already laid out my plans for for 2023. My lucky yeah. number is 23, yeah. so I've got right. big hopes for for this year. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, and my my New Year's resolution every single year never changes. Oh minute.
2: no, well, oh God! I think it's you like Harry Kane day. one, isn't it? I think it's Harry Kane one, and I what forgot. Forgive the swearing, Hang everyone. High. I don't
1: know what you're talking yeah. about, but um, it's so it's, wanky, it's, this, isn't it? it's purely just to be yeah. better at everything. Yeah,
2: God. <laughs> just be Blimey, it's, been t- it's 12 months since i've last heard that it's God, I, and, it, and it, if anything it's got worse which is ironic <laughs> well,
1: i mean i mean what, why would you want to set any any more resolutions just be better at everything and you and you'll make a make progress in whatever you're doing hmm. um and it doesn't have to be like five times better you know you could just be marginally better at something
2: yeah
1: or everything um right, so then. that's that's what i'm doing um, including podcasting The YouTube channel right. uh, Talking to you once a week yeah. Need to be better at that um, <laughs> So so yeah I, I I do love it I do love this time of year I've, I've laid out what I want to do I know what my goals are for this year yeah. Whether I do them or not It's a different matter yeah.
2: um, But it is what it is Yeah fair enough Fair enough um, Yeah I like the old ones with foot in front of the other um like approach and I, I sort of get it's all right question then for you jonesy if you reevaluate and and taking stock last year because we had the conversation and you said to me then i'm just gonna i want to be better at everything or be better um would you do you consider yourself to have been better last year are you a better man now second of january 2023 than you were on the first of january 2022 um <laughs> I, i've struggled with this over yeah, last I'll, I'll, I'll be honest mate sorry before you give your answer yeah just judging by what you're wearing today your club has got worse that's for sure <laughs> i just i had to throw something on my hair my hair dries
1: in the car downstairs so i couldn't that's why i've got to wear a rare hat because i would love be my jack jimmy yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah so um but
1: uh, what's the question again are you better? I, I better is um,
2: 2023 jonesy better no. than
1: No, this is one of the the first years, actually, mate, that um, I've looked back. I've I've thought about this a lot over the last seven days and genuinely don't think I've been better at everything over the last 12 months. Um, I've I've let myself down in in a number of areas in my life. Um, So, yeah, I've had to take stock a little bit. Uh, I've got disappointed in myself, Uh, won't lie. But uh, new year, new opportunities, uh, new doors will open, some will will close. I'm getting really corny now, aren't I? um yeah yeah
2: oh god yeah but, exactly it's,
1: it's, it. it's true this is the sort of person i am i'm very um philosophical when it comes to that sort of thing and I, i'm yeah. very goal orientated i'm very uh i have a lot of uh things that i want to achieve um and so and like you said you like having a bit of structure um so everything's written down yeah i know i know what i need to do so um and this should be a big year ahead mate
2: Happy days, mate. I'm absolutely pleased here. Excited like to go on the journey with you as ever. Um I would say though, I think you ended I think you smashed the uh smashed the end of the year. Like shifting a shifting a stone or whatever it was. Yeah, but um, is a every, back yeah, over yeah I, I, <laughs> did you? Right, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Not, not quite. I weighed myself for, for the first time this morning for
1: yeah. what two weeks. And I put on just short of two kilos. Yeah. Um so I'm still well English, short. But... I'm still well short of where where i was when i started the the weight loss journey yeah so i'm still you know, i'm still i still lost a lot
2: of weight but i've now got to start losing it again yeah fair um enough. so yeah well I've, i mean to be honest mate i had chicken soup and vegetables yesterday um i was pretty pretty pleased with myself with that so new year new me yeah well underway yeah yeah Good. so uh yeah i mean I, i'm a little bit disappointed because i woke up this morning and I'm still just as sort of squidgy and doughy as I was the day before, but apparently it takes a bit more. Than, it takes a bit of time, yeah. A bit more yeah. than 24 hours, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, listen, mate, um, I thought last year was great. Loved uh, chatting to you for the whole year as ever, but onwards and upwards for 2023. Unfortunately for those listening, uh, you are going to have to listen to me and James talk about West Ham uh, shortly after this. Enough of the inspirational uh, pep talk from James Jones to kick off. 2023 let's talk about West Ham we'll start with the most recent game which is the Brentford one next before we have a quick look back at Arsenal and then look ahead to Leeds and Brentford again (laughs) right Jonesy Brentford at home did you go first of all unfortunately you did, did yeah. you did go you did go well i made the fatal error i'm going to be quite brutally honest um the train strikes were on obviously dad said about going and i was like yeah um i was obviously back in essex with my family and i was like oh, dad you know what you know i haven't really seen much of you it's still a bit of food about oh, i wouldn't mind just hanging out here um and we'll uh you know, just just sort of spend a bit more time before I have to go back to London, and I don't see as much of you and Mum and um, the dog and all that. I wouldn't mind just having sort of one last uh, one last day on the sofa, um, and we'll watch the footy on telly. So that's what we did, only to discover approximately twenty minutes before the game that it was on neither Sky, BT, or Amazon, <laughs> and the fact the kickoff had just been moved. Uh, for overseas audiences, so yeah, a little bit of an oversight on on my part there. Um, but frankly, obviously, I've, I've watched the game back, Jonesy. I you you can lead us out on this one, to be honest, because I don't know. I, I I think the really the talk now is obviously we'll talk about the game. So tell us about the game in particular. The sense seemed to be that. Um, West Ham were a better team in the first half, bar Brentford's couple of goals. Moisey came out afterwards and said we played well, but how many times have we heard that from him off the back of a defeat? I- I'm sort of I- I'm inclined to agree with you. Nothing looks like it's changed really. It looks like some of the players are a bit Heaved off uh, reports suggesting Declan Rice and a couple of other players didn't shake his hand on the way off afterwards. Declan Rice kind of suggesting in his post-match interview after Arsenal, there seemed to be a little bit of discontent there as well. So you can't just sit back and defend against these teams because sometimes they're going to score. I don't know. It's all going wrong. But I say the, the bigger picture is obviously about Moisey in general. But just just talk us through the game, first of all, before we get on to what it means on a more macro scale. I've been struggling with it a little bit because
1: when the lineup was announced, there was genuine, like, relief because he finally dropped Suchek. Yeah. He played Piquetta alongside Rice. Yeah. Skamaka was starting and he just felt, finally, we're going to see Piquetta play in his proper position. Hopefully, that fixes the final third problems. And for the first 20 minutes, it looked like it was beginning to... It looked, like, really promising. We thought, here we yeah. go. Like, Paquetta was, like... Just far more effective in that position than Susek has ever been. Um, there was a, a little bit of concern about the lack of movement from Skamaka, but Bowen was busy. Ben Rama was really, really good. And we just thought, yeah. And then Brentford score. And then after that, it was they just lost. They, it was just like the moment Brentford scored against the run of play, the players just went, oh, well, that's it then. That's it, game over. The last two, mm. Over the last two years, whenever we've gone 1-0 down, there was always a feeling <clears> that <throat> doesn't matter. We'll still get in it. We'll still get back yeah, into the game. Yeah, definitely. doesn't matter. How many times did we do it? we go 1-0 down and we'd, we'd still end win, up winning a game or we'd still get a point, even against some of the bigger clubs. Yeah. And now, you go 1-0 down, and to be fair, even when we go 1-0 up, and it's like, well, <laughs> yeah. nothing, It does guarantee. matter who scores first, does it? Yeah, no. it's like, and it just, it, you, you could visibly see it. One nil down, and Declan Rice is really like he's getting the ball and he's running back to the center spot and he's like, throwing his arms up in the air and trying to G the players up. But you could tell the body language of most of those players out there at one nil was mm-hmm. like, Oh, well, that's that, then that's that, that's mm-hmm. that. And then, yeah, for the rest of the first half, we were doing all right. Uh, and then it goes two nil, and you could just see their shoulders slump a little bit further. But the final, the, the the play in the final third was the biggest worry. I thought Skamaka was like. Pointless, should like, should, may as well have just not been on the pitch. Um, oh, to be fair, it, I don't even remember him touching the ball. Um, but he, when, I mean,
2: is it him, mate, or is it well, you know, this the, the, thing, the sluggish build up? Is it not knowing what the other players are going to do? Uh, yeah, I'm not, so I'm genuinely asking rather than I'm that I'm was not sure. a genuine I'm not, rather I'm than not a sure. leading question
1: because we, we've said before that you know, you play Piquetta in that number eight role and yeah. it should bring, bring Scamaca Sk- into play a little bit more. Um, and I thought Paquette, the job that Piquetta did was good, but I just didn't see Skamaka really making many moves for him. You know, Bowen and Ben were Ben more than more than any any of the three. Hmm. Um, but it just felt like I don't know. There was just every time we got into the final third, the final ball was either terrible or there was no real movement or. Um, I think we had one or two shots on goal in the first half, and they were were, half-hearted chances. Nothing. There wasn't a single moment throughout the whole game, really, where you thought, "Yeah, we're going to score it." Yeah, 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 we're going to score it. Or or that was close. Mm. Um, So, after all that, the relief and the excitement that finally you'd made the change that we'd be calling for for months. And in, in the end, it just kind of twenty minutes into the game, and it was all over. Really, like yeah. the moment that first goal went in, he just knew. Oh, well, that's that then. Like the player mm. you could tell from the players, the body language. Um, and the second half, I mean, I barely remember much of the second half because it was just so rubbish, mm. just nothing in it. Um, they probably could have had one or two more Brentford, um, but yeah, we just didn't really didn't really fight, didn't fight yeah. much for it. There just didn't seem to be much urgency. And when that's happening at home against a team like Brentford, who you, let's have it right. We should be beating Brentford. Like we should be. You look at the squad I, I sort of agree, got, mate. Yeah,
2: it? I know they're, they're, they're good, aren't they? They're playing well. They're a well. good side. They're a
1: good side. You know they play good football, but like we should be couldn't beating be Brentford. last season. Either could we couldn't beat um, them last season. And it's like, well, there's 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 a major major issue here. And when you finally play your record signing in. In his correct position, where he plays for Brazil, uh, and it still isn't working. It still looks rubbish and boring. Hmm. Then there's there's a massive problem there for me, right? And that's why I'm now I've got, to make
2: a I've got to make a change. But mate, and and you I've know what? With... And I agree, right? But the problem is, I think, and I and I do think, <clears throat> as with a lot of these things, sort of Moisey sort of make, makes a rod for his own back, doesn't he? To an extent, where he's He's reasonably stubborn. And like you mentioned that Paqueta thing there, I just think, I think the fact that, all right, he plays there for Brazil, yeah, but he's got different players around him and in front of him, quite frankly. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It was probably a bit easier when you've got um, like Richarlison, Vinicius Jr. um, and Neymar playing (laughs) playing ahead of you. Uh, No, 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 come on, just hang on, just bear with me here for a minute, right? So there is a bit of that. But what I also think as well, Is Paqueta's played there for Brazil? He played there for Leon. And we bring him in and go, Oh, yeah, I will whack him in at number 10 because we want to hold, because we want to keep Thomas Suchek in midfield. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And it just feels like this isn't like when we brought Mascarano in and Hayden Mullins kept him out of the team because, oh, no, I know people like to laugh at that, but because frankly, Hayden Mullins was playing out of his skin and an absolute, one of the best central midfield partnerships I've ever seen him and Rio Coco, particularly that season on the way to the cup final, uh, which is why we missed him so much when he got sent off at Liverpool uh, in the in the days leading up to the final. It, this isn't like that. This isn't like, oh, yeah, well, you know, it's not like Rice is keeping him out of the team mm. and you think, oh, well, it's difficult to put him in ahead of Rice because Rice is playing really well. It's like, oh, well, why don't you... Well, oh, we've got this Brazil's centre midfield player. Um, what, as in he starts for Brazil? One of the greatest teams on the planet? Yeah, 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 he starts for them. Oh, right, I'll oh, flip the Um, Okay, well, where should he play then? Oh, we can't play in front of Declan Rice because he's world-class holding midfield player. Yeah, yeah, you're right, he plays for England as well. Yeah, he's really good. Who's next? Oh, Suchek. Is he need the tall one we paid 15 million quid for that we've got our money's worth for two seasons ago or whatever who hasn't had a good game for a, at least six months? Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. So we'll just swap him in with him, shall we? No, 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 no. We'll, we'll <laughs> play him at number 10 out of position. But we got loads of players at, at number 10 in that attacking three in midfield. Yeah, yeah, no, no. We, we'll, we'll play him up there instead. What? Why? Sorry, sorry why are we doing that? Oh, well, Suchet wins a few headers, did not he? Well, he hasn't won one in the opposition's box for God knows how long. And he scored against Tottenham, didn't he? To be fair, and that was a good goal. But outside of that, I, I he has not been the the attacking threat that he provided that first season. He scored like more than ten goals in all competitions, yeah. I think. Not not a patch on that Thomas Um It's just, I, it's just baffling. But then, and that's what I mean. I think he sort of makes a rod for his own back because he's doing it now and the pressure's on and you put more pressure on it. And then sure enough, you've said it and loads of fans on Twitter are saying it. Um going, oh, you know, you finally put Paquetta there in his actual position. And yeah, it doesn't work out, so a change needs to be made. And I I was sort of looking at it and going, Well, you can't expect it to you know all right, he's allowed one bad game or one off game. You can't expect him to gel straight away because although he's used to playing that position, there's still different players around him, blah blah blah. But so do you 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 put the more as you put the pressure on himself by leaving it this long. No one would have moaned if he dropped Suchek. No, no one would have moaned, no fans would have moaned if he dropped Thomas Suchek like months ago, weeks ago. When we bought Paquetta in and played him there, then and we had the players to play number ten. Not be funny. People moan about Lanzini, and all right, he's he's not the player he once was, but he still was really good last season. Mm. And you can't tell me that fans wouldn't go. oh, no, yeah, Rice and Paquetta in the middle, and then have Lanzi- Lanzini starting every week over Sucek. I appreciate sure it's not ideal, and it's perhaps not as you know fans want multi-millionaire uh, like you know multi-million pound signings but you can't tell me that fans would have been disgruntled playing Lanzini instead of Suchek every week, if that's what you have to do. And then Fournals, Rama, Bowen, whichever combo of of those players, Bias Gamaka. I just think, I do think moisey has been unlucky of injuries, mate, to be honest. Now for Aguered, obviously a centre-back um, coming injured straight away, Maxwell Cornet has barely played. No, I'm not, I'm, look, I'm no, not blaming I, it entirely on this, no, mate. No, I'm no, just saying but, a bit. I was going to say go Aguered, like, why on earth
1: they let him go to the World Cup? I do not know. All right.
2: All right, mate, you got to do that. He's injured again at the World Cup. It's start like for crying. Yeah, out but yeah, all but that's just that's part of it. You can't not let your players go to the World Cup, can you? That would like destroy his morale and get you off to a bad start. And it, it's kind of a given that um like all the players want to play for their country. So I'm not, so but either way, right? So some of the big players haven't played. As much, perhaps, as he, he would have liked. Um, and I don't know, I just sort of, I do feel that, you know, it's easy to look back now. We were saying, give him time. But you do sort of feel like some of these issues are Moisey's own doing, where he's just let situations stagnate a bit. And honestly, mate, and I, 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 the the Declan Rice thing, I'll still, I'll still stick to that, saying that, you know, this idea of letting him be this marauding midfield player which I think has been a huge part of of Suchek's confidence being shattered in the first place. And then, you know, once that happens to players, there often isn't any coming back, is there? Mm -hmm. And I appreciate it must have been a difficult situation because if Declan Rice, one of the best midfielders in the world, is going, right, I'll stay for another 12 months, but you have to let me develop my attacking play, it's a difficult situation, isn't it? Because you go, well, no, you'd be a holding midfield player. Well, then he goes, all right, well when I move on, I'm going to be a holding midfield player there. So if you're going to make me do that, I'll go down the road and I'll earn three times the money I'm on to do the same job for a team who can win me a trophy perhaps this year. So if you're not going to let me do that, don't worry. So I appreciate it's a difficult uh, position to put yourself in, but I also think there's a stage where you go, right, well, look, Declan, this isn't working out. It's not for the good of the team. You're going to have to be that disciplined holding midfield player again. You're the captain. We've made you captain. And part of your responsibilities for that is you do what's best for the team. Uh, you know, you're obviously developing. You're going to be a great player. You're going to move on whenever you're going to move on and get big wages. But West Ham is struggling at the moment. You're West Ham's captain. You've been here for however many years. So you've got to do what's best for the team. That hasn't happened. That's part of the check situation. I, I just think, look, I love Moisey as much as anyone. I think I had a soft spot. Me and you probably had a soft spot, maybe a blind spot for some of the things he was doing. Because uh, you just hoped as much mm. as had as much as if not more than had faith that it would come good, but it hasn't. And I don't know. Well, what do you think if we beat Leeds, Jonesy? I mean, you know, I, I sort of just think we're in danger now. We need to make a change now because February we're not going to win a game in February. We've got some awful fixtures in February, January. Some of our games are winnable. I think if you lose to Leeds, you make the change.
1: Yeah, I think the, what the next three games are. Uh, was it Leeds, Everton and Wolves? I yeah. mean, you've got to get nine points out of those, unfortunately. That's just the situation yeah. we're in. Um, and thankfully, our record at Ellen Road over the last couple of years since they got promoted again, was it has been pretty good. Mm. But, you know, Everton and Wolves, Wolves just got a new manager. They're looking all right now. Mm. Um, so that's not going to be easy. Um, Everton are Everton. So, you just never know what's going to happen against them. So, yeah, you're right. Like, if we don't get anything on Wednesday at Ellen Road, then like it has to be rapid. But the, what the problem is, you then. You've got an FA Cup tie against Brentford. But yeah, scat- but that doesn't matter, mate. Yeah, who cares? I think, like, yeah, I yeah. don't care about that this year. And then you've got, what, a week, 10 days to get someone in through the door, meet the squad. And then you've got two massive, massive games, um, which is why I'm a little bit frustrated that, you know, if you're going to make a change, you should have made it. In the world cup, really. No, come on. I know, what we ever... were, I know what, we were you were saying that, no, we saying, but you look at it in hindsight and go,
2: Actually, no, we're this is we've left this too late. No, nah, come on. You I can't. I... There's listeners to this podcast thinking you sound ridiculous because you are saying The same as I mean, me that's what I'm saying. I know I was saying cup. that. I know I was saying
1: that. Don't do it. Don't, don't do it. Stick with him. Yeah, you and can't just I'm... then
2: lose two games and go, oh, well, like, we literally said you've got to leave it till after the World Cup, and but it's important to come off the back of it with some changes being made. Yeah, but they and haven't, we haven't, so now we have a change. And we
1: haven't, yeah. yeah but in, in hindsight, I'm saying, we probably should have made that change. <laughs> uh, but regardless of all that, the fact is that we've got to win our next three games in the league. Um, yeah. Any drop points is going to cost us because they're, all, they're against three teams that are around us at, at the bottom half of the table. Um. And quite frankly, I don't see where those wins are coming from. I genuinely don't see it. Uh, I don't see us scoring any goals.
2: That's uh, a, unless we yeah, unless yeah. You
1: get a penalty against the runner play, like we did at the Emirates. Right, um, yeah. I genuinely don't. I don't see it. I mean, he's got to stick with the the system that he played against Brentford. You've got to keep. Yeah. You've got to keep Piquet and Rice in that midfield. Uh I, I do believe, and not many people have said this, I do believe we're missing four now's energy a little bit.
2: Mate, I've Pablo um, Four is so underrated, yeah.
1: Like he I mean the guy will just run.
2: Really. He didn't even do that much to worry getting
1: I mean, dropped. That's it. I mean, I would I would play him in front of Rice and uh uh Paquette, just play him in front, give him a little bit of energy. He can roam a little bit behind the front three. Hmm. Um It just gives you know, he's going to give you 110% on the pitch. He's not going to, he's not, his head head won't drop when we go 1 0 down. He's the type of player. I just think we're missing his his energy a little bit. And
2: he does um, slow the ball down, doesn't he? To be fair, we've said that before. He's not like perfect in those attacking positions. But yeah, I mean,
1: but even from a defensive point of view, he'll just give us a little bit, like in terms of his pressing and his. Yeah, definitely. I agree.
2: Yeah. I just think. He does loads of invisible work. Yeah, just put him, put him back in there and sort of just see whether that gives us a little bit of a boost. But he's just when you're in trouble, he's the sort of player you want, isn't he? Yeah. You don't really want a a, a you know a benrama perhaps or a or a Lanzini or someone like that. Who, yeah. And I definitely no. I've, I think you want a Fornells sort of style player on the pitch. Don't yeah, you? yeah. But on the
1: whole, though, like he's got to stick with that midfield. Um, you have got to give it a few games to work, but the trouble is mm. we're running out of time.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, the, the concern I've got now is that you know you spend you spend all this money on these players, then you make the change. It's like, who on earth are they going to bring in at this stage of the season? And someone that's going to have to hit the ground running. There's no like I will give them a few games to bid in and see see what works, what, what system works. And we haven't got time for that anymore.
2: No, Ruben uh, Emery, mate, that's who we want. Sporting
1: manager. Just when we get to March and. Conference League kicks off again mm. and then we got Thursday Sunday schedule all of a sudden I know it's not as regular from the group stages but that's going to come back especially um, when we go out in the first round <laughs> exactly yeah Um so yeah I, I mean I've, I've, I saw a report with, with, with on a short list of managers is Pochettino, Thomas Tuchel, and Bielsa. Like, right? Did you? Where did you read what, that
2: report? I think where, it, where was the source? I think if it was in, like a fan website. No,
1: then. I think it was in the Mail. I think I can't remember which site it was, but it was a it was a national. Yeah, um, but
2: that's right. Like, but
1: it's like, well, right, Bielsa, it'd be a lot of fun, but is he really the guy to take us forward? I don't know, and I don't think our players are fit enough for him either. No. It's going to take a
2: while for him to really get the players firing. Thomas Tuchel, like. Oh. That's that's like me and you putting a Rolls Royce and a Ferrari on our Christmas list, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I've got a short list of cars I'd like. Yeah. All right. Well, can, you, you're not getting a Rolls Royce. Yeah, just, exactly. And then you're getting a and move, like, why are, you, why are you wasting the ink in your time? Yeah, and, and the same goes for Pochettino. Yeah, what? of course it does. What a
1: ridiculous
2: what? idea that we're
1: going to get. Is either Pochettino or Tuchel? ever going to be interested in taking the West Ham job. Pochettino, right. especially because of his ties with Spurs, absolutely no way does he take the West Ham job. And, Mate, and he doesn't like, care
2: about that. It's nothing to do with his ties with Spurs. It's to but, do with mean, the you, fact that we're well, I mean, near the relegation well. I and mean, he's loads just, better than that. I just don't I don't mm-hmm.
1: see him going, oh yeah, I'll take the West Ham job. Yeah, that, that sounds like a really good project to take on. Yeah, like 100%. Like, it's just not happening. It's not happening. Um, I, I can see it now. It's going to be Sean
2: Dyche. Now shut up! No, it's isn't. going to be
1: Sean Dyche. He's a free agent. I'm never going to it's watch going to be Sean Dyche. again. If I, I, I can see it now. You can see it coming a mile off. What it's till it's the end to of, of the season? Oh,
2: I, don't I, don't, I don't. I don't think they'll get away with that. I don't think they'll get away. With I mean, fans it, it, have they, that. Fans they would. They would knock
1: the that. I mean, it, it would. It would kick off massively if they went down that route. Um, you're right. I don't think they would get away with it. But when have they ever done anything without thinking about what the consequences are going to be? I don't think so. I think they're very short the very short term short termism. Um and if it is until the end of the season and they can do what they did with Moyes the first time around. Thanks very much. Bye bye. All
2: right. But I sort of think think we're getting in that situation now anyway, aren't we? One of someone at work the other day, I mean it took no time whatsoever. Um, even though he hasn't even started his first day as sporting director yet, when he, you know, even if we get Noble in till the end of the season, come on, I was like, jog on, jog on, honestly. And the amount of fans who I know will be going, oh yeah, that's a good idea. Get yeah, like it's Noble just, just in, not a good idea. He's a sporting director; that's his job now. It's not a good idea, but yeah, it's not a good idea at all. Right. He will not want to do it. Um, no, I, I just think it's ridiculous. One funny thing, Jonesy, I did mean to say um, is we we're ch- chatting in the office. This same uh, bloke, actually, who suggested, you know, it'd be all right if we brought Mark Noble into the end of the season. Because first of all, James, I do think we're in that position now where it, it we are, we've got to think that way. We've just got to think, right, this season's a write-off. I mean, we've got the Conference League, but I mean, Premier League-wise, I think you just go right, we just need to stay up this season now. We need to stay up, consolidate, you know, do as well as we can, obviously, try and finish mid-table so it doesn't look too terrible for prospective new players or owners or whatever. But you just go, right, um, finish mid-table, uh, just think about this season. And then beyond that, then you sort of take take stock again. But we were saying, you know, the last many games, Moisey, West Ham... And because of Moisey's like stubbornness must be the easiest team for the opposition, like data and analysis team to prepare for. We were literally saying like when teams up and down the country must, whenever they have West Ham, uh, the manager just goes into the analytics department. um, Obviously normally the big old like case files on how the teams play and patterns of play set pieces, uh, different players in different positions, different ways they can line up. The managers of all teams, when they've got West Ham uh, the, the following week, must just go into the analytics office department on the Monday morning and go, lads, if you've got any annual leave days to use up, take them this week, I think, because <laughs> what will just, just give us the pack, um, the preparation pack that you did for West Ham last time and the time before that and the time before that uh, since David Moyes has been in there and we'll use that because it's going to be the same players in the same formation with the same sort of style of play, um, and most of the players who they actually used to be quite effective playing that style have got worse, and the ones who've come in are rubbish. So you have the week off, boys, and because we've actually got a decent team, we might change something up next week. So we'll need you back for them.
1: <laughs> I, I think I, I completely agree, but I also think it's so easy also for a, a new manager to come in and get this this, this play this team playing. Because if you look at our squad on paper, it's very, very good. Mm. It's just David Moyes won't use the players in their quick positions. uh, And that just makes us completely ineffective. And then obviously then that affects morale, confidence and everything else. So I think, yeah, it's easy for teams to currently prepare to play against us because it's just very obvious what we're going to do and how we're going to play and how we're going to set up. Um, But I think it's equally as easy for a manager to come in and get this squad playing. Yeah. Um, because he's going to go. Because suddenly he's got no ties to Tech. Yeah, see you, mate. Like, thanks very much. But yeah, yeah no, true. My, my yeah, plans. Um, it gives. You know, it's clear that there are a few players that are a little bit unhappy about things at the moment. It gives them a little bit of a boost, and I, I yeah. reckon a lot, a lot of those, a lot of those players that are unhappy or potentially unhappy are the bigger, the bigger names, the players that just want to be playing in better, playing better football in better teams and be yeah. playing in the top half of the Premier League table. Um, so suddenly they get a bit of a, a, a boost. Yeah. Um, it's it, it's just it's all there for a change to be made, but it's got to be the right guy, and I just don't see a right guy. Unfortunately, I yeah. just don't. And you just know it's yeah. going to be a Sean Dyche <laughs> into the end of the season <laughs> and see what happens. And I just I, I, I don't know, maybe because I just in, in, in that no no world is Pochettino or Tuchel taking this job. Um, as, much as, no. as, much as I would love it. Oh, of
2: course. I, I, I would Let's love put positive. that. Bit. I don't even want to. I don't even want to dignify it with. Yeah, but it's just. It's yeah, happen. mate. So we, stop it. We need I to be you, I'd like a Rolls Royce.
1: We need to be realistic. Yeah, and honestly, it's not be. Realistic. Stop it's saying it. You're be, annoying
2: me that you keep
1: saying it. It's going to be Sean Dyche, or it's going to be I don't know, it's, or it's going to be like Dean Smith or
2: something. Like, that's what's going right. to happen.
1: That's yeah. what's going to happen. But you can see it
2: coming to mind, right? You're not allowed to say anymore that you'd like Pochettino or Thomas Tuchel. You, you're not allowed to say it for the rest of the show because, like, I, I, I won't, yeah, I won't. State of course, the you would. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah, exactly yeah. that, mate. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, we all would, but let's remember this is we are West Ham, not we are Chelsea or we are Arsenal. Yeah, fair. <laughs> um, right. yeah. Which doesn't have as anywhere near as good of a ring to it, by the way, as we are West Ham does. Yeah. But yeah, just, just that's enough, right? You're not allowed to say that anymore because. Uh. You just have to know your place. Not you particularly, just um, we're just not going to do that, are we? I <laughs> I've just seen your tweet, by the way, <laughs> your tweet on Boxing Day. <laughs> Everything about this West End team is so flipping boring, predictable and boring. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Um, right, Josie, let's move on, shall we? Let's look ahead to something else. So, hoping to have some opposition views for you by the time this podcast goes out. But for now, um, yeah, me and James, you will move on. You'll have some final thoughts uh, from me and James and, and let's look ahead to those games in a little bit more detail.
3: Hi Will, it's Darren from LS11, uh, head of the Leeds United-West Ham game at Elland Road on Wednesday night. Um, Season so far, it's been a bit of up and down as the Marching On Together song goes. Uh, They've had some good results, they've had some pretty bad results. uh, But overall, I think, you know, Leeds are where they are, really. I don't think, you know, they're not going to be pushing for... European places, it's all about staying in the Premier League and as hard as that is um i think it's it's going to be another difficult season for leeds there's no doubt about that uh, we'll talk about the west ham game in a second but this is like a, uh these are the games that Leeds desperately need to win i think um, coming back off the world cup break which was extraordinarily long it feels uh, for leeds because of other sort of uh, uh cancellations of games and things and i think there's um Definitely uh, coming back after that welcome break, and then going straight into a Man City game, losing three one to that one, and then you straight up to Newcastle. You get a nil nil draw there, which I think, to be fair, I think that's a, that was a great result. Uh, there's not many teams in the Premier League that are going to go to St James's Park and, and get something, certainly this season, because they they do seem to be going very very well indeed under Eddie Howe. Um, but as for Jesse Marsh. Jury's out. I think you've got to give him till the end of the season and sit and see where he is. At the end of that season, see how the board back in during January, they do desperately need another striker. There's no doubt about that. And and probably a left back as well. Uh, They seem to be close on one of those positions, Um, but they did bring in some interesting players during the summer. And you'll see those, I think, on uh, Wednesday night. Uh, A couple of the Americans, Tyler Adams, made a bit more of a name for himself after the World Cup, Brendan Aronson as well. Um, and the one that's really exciting for me is the Italian international, Willy Nonto. Uh, he's absolutely fantastic. He's been on fire, I think, for Leeds uh, since he's got. He was, he was, uh, you know, a deadline day uh, transfer. It, you know everybody will sort of think it was a bit almost a bit of a panic buy but he's fantastic I think he can cause a lot of problems for uh, certainly a lot of defences in the Premier League so he's a really exciting one uh, to watch but I don't think the team will be much changed from what we've seen in the last couple of games certainly against Man City and, and against uh, Newcastle I think they'll be a bit more attacking definitely um, because I, I, as I said a little bit earlier I think this is a must win game for Leeds um they need to get, I think, three points out of this one. Um, I know West Ham are coming into it off a, a bit of sticky form as well with Moyes definitely under pressure. So I think Leeds will feel that they could probably get something out. And if they don't get a three points out of this one, I think they'll be really disappointed. So I'm going for a very entertaining 10-9. Uh, so, to lead, so uh, could be a fantastic one, the atmosphere will be great, under the lights at Ellen Road 37,000 people it'll be a fantastic game and uh, uh, well I hope you enjoy it but not too much um, and uh, we'll catch you again soon
0: Hi guys, thanks very much for having me on uh, I think from a Brentford point of view things are going brilliantly for us this season we seem to have avoided the whole Second season syndrome, which some people were expecting of us this season. I mean, fair enough, small team punching above our weight in the Premier League, but um, Touchwood, we seem to have seem to have got enough points on the board at this stage to avoid getting dragged into um, a dogfight towards towards the end of the season. Twenty three points on the board, and you'd hope we had enough now in the second half of the season to kick on and get to that magical forty point mark. I think the football we're playing at the moment is great. Key, uh, Ivan Tony being the key to that, 12 goals in 16 Premier League games this season. Obviously, the one thing hanging over our heads at the moment is his ongoing investigation with the FA. But, I mean, he's just an absolutely fantastic player. He scores goals, he links the play, he wins free kicks, he wins long balls. And, um, yeah, we I was worried. I thought he would be out for a, for a long time after he was stretched off the other day at, at London Stadium. But he seems to have recovered and that that's huge for us on that game. Uh I felt it could have gone two ways. Obviously we ended up winning 2-0. It was only our second away win of the season after um after winning at the Etihad. That was our first away win of the season. Um but I felt West Ham were on top early on in the game. Obviously you had chances. Declan Rice hit the post, then there were a couple of chances from corners as well. And I think that if one of those had gone in, it it could have been a different game. Would have got the crowd behind behind West Ham, whereas we grab a couple of goals and then that that's always going to unsettle the crowd and it's always a, a mountain to climb from there. Um I also think that the penalty that was overturned just a couple of minutes into the second half was potentially decisive as well if if that foul is half a yard um on the other side of the line, then it's a penalty. You score that and it's two one with with virtually the whole half to play, so so it could have been a different game but you have to ride your luck in the Premier League. And I was more more than happy for us to do that. Um, Looking ahead to the FA Cup game, uh, I don't think there'll be wholesale changes from us. Um, I mean, we haven't really got the the strength and depth to make 11 changes, but maybe four or five changes I'm predicting. Um, I hope we take it seriously. And I think we will, based on our our last League Cup result, which was a defeat to Gillingham just days before we won at the Etihad. But the likes of Tony started that game, so um, I'd, ima- I'd imagine we'd go for something similar. Um, uh, although obviously we're not we're not safe yet by any means, um, but we haven't really been dragged into it down the bottom just as yet. So I don't really feel like there's a need to to rest our, our best players. So I think I think it will be a, a strong team, and I think that at home I'd back us. We I'd back us at home to beat a lot of teams. Um, so um I think we, we'll come out on top this time again. I think you'll, you guys will probably score, but I think we will we'll win the game 2-1. So, Jonesy, uh, that was pretty
2: depressing, all of that show. <laughs> We've got two games coming up uh, this week. Who knows by the time the second one comes around against Brentford... Whether we will still have the same manager and whether David Moyes will still be in charge or not, for now we're going to have to assume that he is. So first of all then, Leeds Wednesday night, Leeds away. You mentioned that our record at Ellen Road has been reasonably good since we've gone there. Does that fill you with any confidence? It's just so bleak, isn't it? I just, I hate this feeling, mate. I just remember it like from the old days doing it in Love Sport Radio when we'd like, oh and like dragging ourselves to the studio to talk about West Ham for an hour because we were so bad, it was so depressing. It's just sort of that feeling has crept back in and and when it's like that you're and I was saying the other day, West Ham it's, it's all or nothing, isn't it? It's like mm-hmm. like the best two campaigns of our lives. And rather than it just being a bit average this season that's coming 12th. It's like no 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 no, no, no you, you might actually go down. so like, oh great. Mm. Um, and it's just that uh, that absolute desperation to find any positives to cling on to. So I'm going to task you with that. Leads away Wednesday in the Premier League. Um, what positives, what reasons are there for listeners to this show? Or well, for me, to be quite frank, to go, yeah, I'm looking forward to that game.
1: Well, I think it all rests in whether Mois sticks with how he approached the Brentford game. Um, or whether he reverts back to big Tom, big Tommy Suchek in midfield being ridiculously ineffective. Um, like if he if he starts the same eleven, then you know maybe it clicks. I don't know. That's what I'm kind of clinging on to a little bit. I'm hoping that he sticks with that because for the first twenty minutes against Brentford, it did look semi promising. Felt like mm. yeah, you know, there's this, this, this something here. Um, you, you play that again you, you nick a goal, go one new up, and maybe that's the, the confidence boost the players need. I know we said earlier that we go one new up and you still can't guarantee we'll get anything these days. In that system, maybe, maybe it does give the players a little bit more of a boost because players are you know playing where they want to play. Um but that's kind of that's the one thing I'm clinging on to is is that he he doesn't he doesn't look at Brentford and go, well that didn't work. Um I'm gonna go back to what I was doing before. Yeah, uh, it's got to give that time. Um, otherwise, it, we might as well just it, just pack up and go home because it's just if he reverts back to it, then it's just like, oh, what's the point? Yeah. What's the point? So if he does that, if that's what the lineup's going to be, then I'll be, I'll be hopeful that we might be able to nick something at Ellen Road. But quite frankly, we need three points. I don't think George George's not good enough at this stage. Like, we need three points. No. Um, even if it is away no, from home, true. You know, I'm not you know, really respect, respect the point away from home. You know that old cliche, but no, not not at the moment. Got need three points.
2: I'm not. Yeah, I'm not really sure that um, you gave us anything hopeful or anything positive to cling on to. There, I'm pretty sure you just outlined all the negatives about our situation no, in a slightly no, the, different way.
1: <laughs> the, the, the positive is well, the positive that we can cling on to is that if Moyes plays the same. Yeah, the positive because...
2: is, is a massive if.
1: <laughs> yeah, but that's—I yeah. mean, everything's an if for West Ham, isn't it? Everything's yeah, an if true. for West Ham. So yeah, I mean, that's 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 my preview for Leeds.
2: Yeah, fair <laughs> enough, mate. Yeah, fair enough. Um, score prediction then. Um,
1: this is the hardest score prediction I've done for a while because my my heart says two-one West Ham. Where are we get those two goals from? I have no idea. Um, my head says one 0 defeat. So I know I said a draw wasn't good enough, but I'm going to go one all. Um, all
2: right, one all, blimey. me. Yeah, I mean that won't be good enough, will it? No. Uh, all right. You know what? I, ahead of the Arsenal game, we predicted it would be three or four one to Arsenal. Me and you and Cutty um, mm-hmm. Sports. Editor from the Sun, massive Guru who came on last week. Um, in in line with the spirit of that and the the idea that we might continue that good run of correct predictions, I'm going to go with West Ham one leads nil. Uh, and I don't know if if actually being honest about the science behind that is going to ruin the invisible karma or effort or the invisible rules behind predictions but i say that with absolutely zero hope or expectation that that will actually happen uh well no i've got hope that it'll happen zero expectation that it actually will um however i think if by saying it it may become reality so west sand one please neil ellen road um
1: isn't that what they call manifesting is quite big these? That's days, it, yeah. That's exactly see, what I'm trying to do. You're, ma- you're manifesting a West Ham yeah. win. Like it.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm 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 doing that. Um what about Brentford then in the cup? You've said it already. I think I'm of the same opinion. Um the yeah. Brentford game in the cup, oh, I'm not really sure it matters that much. And I don't like saying that about the FA Cup, but it's because we're in the we're in the conference league still as well. I think we've got more pressing issues. I think we just play some of the I think we play a big time fringe team. And then you have a look and you see who's got some fight in them and who fancies, you know, putting up the the starting players a little bit. Um obviously it all depends whether Moise is still in charge by then. Um but I think I think you do that. I think you start some of the fringe boys. If we lose, <laughs> we lose, and that's fine. Um, but you start some of the fringe boys and see if any of the youngsters or some of the ones who haven't been getting game time, which ones of them fancy it, which ones of them are up for it and ready to pull their bootstraps up, mm-hmm. uh, ready for the next couple of months.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I love the FA Cup, but this year you're right, like just don't just could do without it, couldn't we really? Mm. Um I did. To be fair, because of the way the draw was done in the middle of a World Cup, I just—I I didn't even realize we'd drawn Brentford until about two weeks after the draw. I was like, "Oh, oh okay, we've got, we've got them then, have we?" Uh, mm. At least if we do lose, we won't be going. It won't be that like, too too embarrassing. See, after we almost got knocked out our kid of Kidderminster last year. God, um, yeah, that was a harrowing no, day for me and you, wasn't yeah. it? See, yeah, um, so yeah, yeah I'm—I've never really been that. It's the first time in, in so many years that I've felt so apathetic towards the FA Cup and just mm. kind of like, I don't really care. But yeah, I mean, obviously you want to win, but if we don't win, I'm not going to be gutted that we're out of the third round and we're not going to have a cup run this year because you're right, we've got the Conference League and I think um, if Moyne's still in charge, he'd be looking at that going if, if we're going to qualify for Europe this year, then the Conference League's the one, we're not going to win the Conference League, not not in the current form, but it's an opportunity. Um, you've yeah, probably yeah. got a better chance to win the Conference League than the FA Cup to be fair yeah I agree so, so Yeah, fair
2: enough mate fair enough Um, well that's it for that car honestly mate it hasn't been this depressing for ages is it <laughs> first you know, one of the new year as well do you know what it's been depressing but
1: I'll say to my father in because he, he, he said uh, we were on our way New Year's Eve, went out for a couple of drinks um, to watch the Arsenal-Brighton game Um uh, him being an Arsenal fan, and uh, he said, C- "You must be really disappointed at the moment like, with how everything's gone." I said, "You know what, mate? Even though we've had two really good years, I I I, I just feel numb to the disappointment. It's kind of like oh yeah, really done. <laughs> yeah. I just kind of like it's kind of just happened to the point where I'm like, well, I've been here before. We we'll- we we'll probably be here again. Like, I just feel so numb to the to the the." <laughs> Despair and the disappointment of it all. It's just kind of like we've I might, think it's honestly mate. I think it's of my life supporting in West Ham has been this, really. Yeah. With maybe four or five seasons peppered in where it's been really good fun, two of which have just happened. And you're yeah. like, okay, but other than that, is this this is just what West Ham is, isn't it? Really? It's just no, I don't know, just, mate. I I mean I don't it, know. we we thought I'd... we thought we'd put it all behind us, we yeah. haven't, we're back where we started. Um <laughs> And see, so, yeah, I just feel numb to it. I just feel numb to it. Um, is what it is. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> God,
2: <laughs> me, honestly, nah. And see, I'm, I'm a bit different. I think I'm not sure if it's the, if it. I mean, I was, I was sort of close before. Just like my limit was nearly reached anyway with all the stuff, you know, all the Burnley stuff, and I just couldn't see it with them two in charge. I was just like, um. I can't keep doing this to myself. This is before Moisey came back and resurrected us and, you know, did what he did uh, and gave us some of the best memories of our lives. Um, I was just, I just couldn't deal with it anymore. It was just, I hated it. I hate what a club had become. The fact that we didn't seem to be going anywhere and just the fact we just seemed to be existing in order to, um, you know, produce some interest on debts that mm-hmm. uh, two owners didn't have to take. Um, but still chose to. I just was like, nah, I you know, it was grinding on me, and then it completely reinvigorated everyone. It, it did for everyone, didn't it? The fans were united again, and I do genuinely feel this time around that there is some of that lingering still, some of the good feeling is is still lingering, be it towards the club or certainly the manager and some of the players, and I like that. I like that some of that's still lingering, but A change does have to be made, but honestly, mate, it's the the feelings again of just being rubbish. I'm just like, oh no, I haven't got it in me. Like I haven't got the energy for this again. Like I think it's perhaps it's the hope that kills you. But like how bad we were before was also killing me. So perhaps it's just that supporting West Ham will kill you. Like whether, (laughs) whether it's because we were good and then we were crap again, or the other way around. I'm not really sure, but I, I I loved last year. Leon Away was one of the best nights of my entire life, mate. Yeah. If not the best night, right? Yeah. You know, it was it was just, and and I don't know. Perhaps that we've had that and so recently, and and you know, absolute hang-ly hankering after something like that again. I just think that it it just it's weighing on me so much heavier, the fact that. We might we're just back to be we might go down after going to some of the biggest teams in Europe and you
1: know I I think you're right though what you said about there there are still some some positive feelings I didn't say that (laughs) I'm sorry right yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. I think there is a difference now than there has been previously when they've been in this position that I think the the fan base on the whole. Haven't got an issue with the players. There's not a single player in that squad where people are like, Maybe Suchek, but that's purely down to form but rather it's not than personal. Over... Yeah, and
2: you can tell I... he cares, can't you?
1: Yeah, rather than ability, it's form for him. Yeah, um, but there's not a single player in that squad where fans are like, "I've had enough of this guy. I've had enough of him." Like, it's just no. he's not trying every week, it's, you know.
2: Uh, whereas previously we had four, five, six of those in the squad. Yeah, you know, true. Right. Yeah, um, I've had enough sing- of Antonio, by the way. And I'm not yeah. saying he's not trying, yeah. but
1: I have had enough of him. Yeah, But then, you know, you've got, you know, there's a, every single player in that squad you think, you know, if played in the right position and played in a bit of form, even the squad players are effective, they can be effective. You know, just, hmm. the squad is a good squad. Um, that's what's a little bit different about this is that, you know, every every fan will, on the whole is in agreement that there is one major issue here. Uh, and it's not. The manager, eight, eight of the players, the owners, XYZ. Um, the fans are all generally in agreement about what needs to be done,
3: mm. um,
1: in order to fix the problem that we're in. It's just sad that that problem is at one point the solution to all of our problems, and now it's yeah. become, the, become the problem. Um, yeah. and that's that's quite sad. But the, the difference between now and previously is that. It feels like the fan base is united in um because there has been a lot of a lot of bickering amongst the fan bases over the years before mm. Moyes came back. Um it feels like we're we're all on the same page here. Uh even though I don't think there's there's much um there's nothing really the fans aren't really that bothered about the owners at the moment either, like Golden Sullivan that might change depending on what happens on a manager situation, but they're kind of like an afterthought at the moment. There's been a bit of investment. Mm. They've just released the accounts. Everything's looking pretty healthy. So fine. The trouble is the football's not healthy. Um So you're right in what you say. I think there is a little bit of difference, but I still feel numb to it, mate. I just... I don't been here before we'll be here again 10 years down the line we'll be doing this podcast just gonna i hope you stay up this season
2: i haven't got it i haven't got it in me i can't do (laughs) 10 more years of this content i'm sorry you're gonna have to find someone else i can't um yeah i I sort of know what you mean and you know what one thing i would say as well um is that you know among right-minded level-headed normal-ish fans which most of ours are to be honest i do sort of feel that if moisey went I genuinely think there'd be a feeling of overall gratitude, a bit like when Slav went. Do you know what I mean?
3: I will, where we go, you know I will what? Forever
2: thank him. I'll, yeah, I'll, of course, I'll, mate. Of course. Yeah. And look, it might be time to go, and good thing all good things come to an end, and all that, and cycles finish, and all that sort of thing. But I definitely, definitely agree, and I would hope as well. You know, I mean, anyone who, who says anything else, even if Moisey does get sacked and we lose to Leeds and Brentford, whatever. Um, yeah, anyone who said anything other than thanks very much for giving us some of the, the greatest team. Anyone my age, thanks for giving us one of the greatest teams, West Ham teams we've seen. Um, you know, is that, the 2016 that Pardew gave us, and then Red Redknapp, which I only just about remember because you'll probably remember that Redknapp, those Redknapp sides a little bit better than me. Mm. But realistically, mate, that's what I mean, that we've had two to three good teams in a lifetime of supporting this club, and you know, big the big Sam teams don't count because we were coming up from the championship. The reason they those teams look so good is we'd previously been so bad,
1: good,
2: <laughs> exactly. Go. No, of course, they weren't. No, no, but I know some people still have a soft spot for big Sam. Obviously, I can't stand him, but um, no, and I and and I do sort of i am come around to the idea and I'm pretty much there, you know, that a, a change is needed for the greater good of the club. And I'm sad. I'll be sad that Moisey wasn't the answer because I would have happily had him in charge for, for, well, you know, for, for as long as he, he was, he was still doing all right. Um, but yeah, listen, Jonesy, it's, it's, uh, it's been a, just a bit of a different vibe to some of the shows, especially to the 2022 shows, which are some of the greatest ever. Happy New Year. We have still got the Conference League coming up. I'm looking forward to that. Fancy little run deep into that to distract us from our woes. But look, Happy New Year to you too, Jonesy. Don't forget, you can follow us at weareunderscorewestam.com. Uh, I'm at William Pew underscore on Twitter. James is at by James Jones uh, on Instagram with we are West Ham pod. Uh, go over to our YouTube channel, search we are West Ham podcast on YouTube and you'll find us over there. All the clips are up, um, especially from this week. You can listen to loads of moaning from me and James uh, Jonesy, by the way, just as I'm signing off here, thanks so much for last week, using the clip uh, to put on social media of me picking my nose <laughs> <laughs> i didn't realize until you
1: picked you picked it out excuse the pun
2: um, absolute disgraceful i, I didn't realize
1: uh, but funny enough i i'd noticed it just before you'd you'd mentioned it but only because lucy uh, lucy was watching it on her phone it popped up on her instagram and she was like oh we're picking your nose and i was like what and then about, about 10 seconds later you messaged me and was like thanks for using that clip and i was like i can't believe it even lucy noticed <laughs>
2: Yeah, Sorry. of course. And probably everyone else who watched it noticed yeah. because straight yeah. in front of their face, a bloke picking his nose. I know what you're yeah, we'll say.
1: You will just remember, you're on camera, so don't pick yeah. your
2: nose. Oh, you're 31. Don't pick your nose, you <laughs> cretin. <laughs> yeah, I feel you, mate. I feel you. Well, look, go and follow us on social media. Like I said as well, you can buy us a pint uh, a happy new year pint or a miserable new year pint as it's turning out to be. Um, a Christmas pint or a uh, West Ham of rubbish. We're sorry about that. Thanks for all your content, regardless of your team being turd pint. Uh, at buymeacoffee.com slash we are West Ham. That's buymeacoffee.com slash we are West If you want to head on over there, Jonesy, it's a new year. It's a new you. It's a new year. It's a new me. It's a new year. And unfortunately, it appears to be same old. West Ham, one of your favourite phrases, I know. But two games this week, leads away in the Premier League before Brentford in the Cup. As always, there is always hope, even though Jonesy and I were unable to direct you to it in this particular week. There is always hope for West Ham United. 2022 gave me, and I'm sure all of you, Some of the best memories of supporting West Ham in your entire lives, in our entire lives. Leon, away with you. Jonesy is one I will never forget. And that transcends my West Ham supporting days and is indeed one of the greatest nights in my 31 years on the planet. I'll always remember it. And I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful to you for that, Jonesy. I'm grateful to the other. 3,000 West Ham fans are out in France and to the tens, if not hundreds of thousands back at home and across the world who listen to this podcast. who made all of that European campaign so enjoyable and one that me and James loved talking on the podcast during. Unfortunately, time's not looking quite as good uh, this time around as we enter into 2023, but we're still in the Europa Conference League. We're not actually in the relegation zone and Jan-Luz Kreskamaka, is really handsome. I can't give you any more positives to cling on to other than those at the moment. Other than to tell you, West Ham United are still and always will be massive, regardless of what division we're in, whether we've got a manager, how good any of our players are. And that is because of us, the fans. So thanks very much for listening in 2022. Jonesy and I couldn't have done it without you we love the interaction with you guys on social media we love the youtube subscriber numbers going up the podcast listeners going up week in week out so from wherever you are in the world so wherever you are in fact in the world from me and jonesy over here in london we wish you a very very happy new year we hope you stay with us for another 12 months or for another as many months as it takes for supporting West Ham to kill me, which could be quite honestly far less than 12. But thanks very much. We hope it's a happy, healthy and prosperous 2023 for you lot. As I reminded you already, West Ham are still massive. Up the hammers and we'll see you next week.
1: Hi, this is Tony Cotti, and you're listening to the We Are West Ham podcast.